What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for the latest episode of Broncos Now. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones, and coming up on today's episode, we'll recap the 2023 NFL Draft and take a look at the Broncos' moves of the past few days. Plus, we'll hear from head coach Sean Payton and general manager George Payton. All that and more coming up. The 2023 NFL Draft is officially in the books. The Broncos added six new players to their roster this weekend. A weekend head coach Sean Payton believes was a success. Tomorrow's the, the day that all the draft grades come out. And uh, I love tomorrow. Um, but truly, I hope three years from now, when all of us will have a better idea of how this draft went, um, the reports will be good. And so, um, again, we, we, heard the, we heard it a million times. We got our guy today. All right, half of them are lying. And, uh, but I would say, and I don't want to speak for George, but, um, man, I was excited. And uh, the process and the hours going into it, um, all of that, because it was new for me and there's elements of it that were new relative to how we scout, and, and then, man, there's some things that um, that were fantastic. And and if you started really at the beginning of it all and you said, here's free agency, here we are, the, the draft just ended, um, I'm really excited. The Broncos finished strong on Saturday, the final day of the NFL draft, with their first pick coming in the sixth round. Denver selected Boise State safety J.L. Skinner with the 183rd overall pick. We've liked him throughout the process. Uh, I mean, the first thing you see is his size. You know, he's almost 6'4", and that you know the athletic ability for that size is is, is we thought was unique. You know, the short area quickness, the range. Uh, you see the ball skills on tape. Um, the thing that really sticks out is is his physicality. You know, and, and playing downhill in the run game, and and you see that all over the tape. He's a fun watch, and and Sean and I have watched a lot of a lot of tape on him. You know, but uh, he's a fun watch. We were. I think the injury did impact, you know, where he was drafted. We, we, were, we felt very fortunate to get him where we did. The Broncos then traded back in the draft while adding a veteran tight end. Denver acquired tight end Adam Troutman and the 257th overall pick in the draft from the New Orleans Saints in exchange for the 195th overall pick. He is that, that the versatile tight end that can play the F tight end. He played a lot most recently on the ball. Um, you know, generally, generally when you draft a tight end out of college, they do one thing better than the other, blocker first. And um, when we drafted Adam, we, we felt like he kind of was one of those guys that um, was solid in both areas. Uh, we utilized him um, depending on who was up and who was down, who was healthy, uh, both in line and at the F position. Um, so really to answer your question, you, we comped him to a handful of the tight ends that we were discussing in, in this draft. We drafted Adam in the third round, and, I, and ironically, we were comping him to a few of the other third-round players. He's clean, great makeup, great character. And with their final pick of the weekend, the Broncos selected Oregon center Alex Forsyth. In Forsyth, we see him as a center who can flex, and in, in he's going to compete, just like all the rookies and in, in, in the entire team. You know, I was able to see him play at CU uh, this year. He was a pet cat, you know, for the O-line coaches, you know, just tough, smart, uh, you know, just love the way he plays the game. And, and 
And so he's going to compete, you know, like everyone else. And as the team looks ahead, Coach Payton detailed his expectations and his needs from the rookies as they start their next chapter here in Denver. I think the first message, and I'll try to be quick, that, that I was taught, um, you know, so we, we have X amount of draft picks today and yesterday. Um, we're in the midst of signing a number of undrafted free agents. Um, in two weeks, we're going to have a rookie mini camp. There'll be some tryout players at that camp. There'll be some veteran tryout players. So call it four different groups of players, draft picks, uh, signed free agents, um, tryout free agents, and veteran tryouts. Um, the first message to every one of them is the, the process that is ending uh, is the method of how we the method of how we procure the player and, and try to assign the, the correct value to these players and, and bring the best talent in in predicting the order for us to do it. All right, that being said, once they're sitting in that meeting room, you know, how they arrived is of no importance to us at that point. We're playing the best players. And so historically, when we're talking to these free agents, um, you know, some teams – you, you can you can actually show that and uh, and I think it's important for every one of them they'll all have a piece of tape on the front of their helmet with their last name um, and we're just going to go by what we see and uh, so I think to answer your question sometimes you know younger guys play earlier sometimes that it's because of a, a need you might have um, but I would say most importantly um, you're, you're evaluating the team. All in all, Coach Payton and George Payton felt like they stayed true to their vision by drafting the best player available while still addressing the team's needs. Now joining me here in the Broncos podcast studio is Broncos lead writer Eric Dalala. Eric, another draft in the books here. First one of the Sean Payton era. That's right, Sid. It was uh, an exciting one. I think maybe more fireworks than people expected. I think so too, yeah. A few trades up. Trade back, you know, six players added to the roster here. Eric, just overall, what did you think about this draft? Yeah, they got better as a football team, which mm -hmm. is what you need to do. I think the goal here, we talked about this a few times, you know, what do the Broncos need to do going in? We talked about being able to add three players on day two. Right. The Broncos were able to do that, obviously. It took a couple of trades to be able to make that happen, but they executed them. They got players that I think can be contributors um, pretty quickly. Obviously, Sean Payton has a history of finding rookies who can make an impact in year one. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that anybody's going to be a pro bowler or an all pro? I don't, I don't know about that. Right. But if you can find people that can contribute to your depth, um, the two deep special teams step in as a starter if they need to, that's really important. And, I, you know, and not only that, I do think the Broncos, they weren't maybe the biggest needs, especially on day two, yeah. but they still, I think, supplemented the roster well. You added speed to the wide receiver position, which you needed. You added a linebacker that can play both inside and outside if needed. You added a cornerback that uh, really provides you with depth that you needed at that position. So um, all in all, I think you found good players who were – you know, arguably the best players available at that spot. Yeah. That also, I think, helped shore up positions where you needed help. Yeah, definitely. Eric, looking at the five picks the Broncos made this weekend, what do you think the best pick of the weekend was? Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm torn, obviously, between the first two with yeah. Marvin Mims Jr. and Drew Sanders. I'll go with Drew Sanders mm -hmm. just because he's a guy, when you looked at all these pre-draft rankings and things like that, 
Dane Brugler from The Athletic had him, I think, 28th overall on his list of top 100 players. Oh, wow. Um, he was a number one inside linebacker in the class, right. has positional versatility where he can rush the passer, mm-hmm. um, both from the edge and up the middle. We heard Sean Payton talk about DeMario Davis in New Orleans being able to be a pressure player. Um, and he's a guy that, Sydney, when we talked to him on the phone, he wasn't necessarily thrilled about having to wait as long as he did. He mentioned thinking he was going to be drafted earlier. Mm -hmm. So he's going to come in, in my opinion, with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Um, And I think, you know, have something to prove. And I like when these guys have something to prove. He's clearly an athletic guy, can do a lot of different things. Um, I think I saw someone compare him to kind of Carl Mecklenburg, who would play all over the first – the Broncos, obviously, right. that's a ring of famer, so yeah. we don't want to put that sort of expectation on him. But mm-hmm. just in terms of how he's going to be able to play in different spots, um, I think it should really help the Broncos. And the way he hits, Sydney, I'm excited to see him get the pads on yeah. uh, whenever that is. Definitely. Yeah, Eric, There's, I feel like there's just been a lot of talk this weekend, you know, with head coach Sean Payton and George Payton talking about the, you know, vision that they had going in and the makeup of the type of guys they wanted. And you kind of saw that throughout all five of their draft picks, the type of player that they are. Yeah, absolutely. I think you toss Adam Troutman in there too, just in yeah, terms of definitely one high character guys, um, the makeup from a football intelligence standpoint. I think when you look at defensively, these are guys that hit really hard. You know, you think of safety J.L. Skinner uh, from Boise State. You think of Riley Moss from Iowa. You think of Drew Sanders. I mean, watching these guys come up and hit the players on the other team, uh, it it kind of leaves this lasting impression with you. And you think about what what do the Broncos need to be this year? They need to be tougher. They need to be more physical on defense, probably on offense as well, but specifically setting the tone defensively. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously Mims, brings an element of speed and explosiveness and a mismatch that is going to be very helpful. But yeah, they're, they're trying to build this and kind of what Sean Payton wants to do on offense. Um, and it'll be interesting to see kind of how all these guys pan out. Uh, obviously not, not every draft pick is going to be spectacular. It takes a, a little while to, um, right. to figure out who is that guy um, to figure out, who, who pans out the way you want them to, but certainly these guys have the traits at least that suggest uh, they might be able to. Yeah. Eric, last one for you. Where do you think the roster stands now? You know, what are we looking for and looking forward to over the next couple of weeks here? Yeah, a good question. Um, you know, I, I think look at tight end, for example. Yeah. The Broncos only had three tight ends going into the draft, so they found a way to make a move and get Adam Troutman. Um, so that, that fills a need there. You look mm-hmm. at cornerback and you in safety and you say, okay, a couple of needs were filled there. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean Kareem Jackson can't come back at safety as George Payton mentioned mm-hmm. on Saturday, but, but you add another body to that room. Um, you know, I'll be interested to see do the Broncos try to find somebody to help an edge rusher or do they believe in the guys they have here? Do you add to the defensive line? Do you add to the tackle position on the offensive line? Mm-hmm. Running back was a question that was asked specifically about on Saturday. Yeah. And George Payton said, listen, sometimes the board just doesn't fall the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. You can't force things. And going back to the tight ends, Sean Payton mentioned that they needed a tight end. They were in the third round, had third round grades on some of these guys. Yeah. And it just didn't fall that way and they weren't going to force it. And so they found another way to solve that problem. And right. so... There are still ways to solve 
problems, if you want to put it that way, or roster holes or, or however you want to define it, mm-hmm. you can add college free agents, which as we're recording this, the Broncos are already starting to, to yep. find those guys. Um, you can sign veteran free agents. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton mentioned, you know, we're going to have a, a tryout here for um, college free agents when rookie minicamp arrives for veteran Veterans. tryout players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of my big takeaways is what do you what do you need from this group? What do you expect from this group? I think it's up to them to prove what they can be because Sean Payton said the second everybody gets in that room together, it doesn't matter if you were a first-round pick. It doesn't matter if you were a seventh-round pick. If you were undrafted, if you're a rookie, if you're a veteran, you're all equal now, and Mm -hmm. the best player is going to play. And so, you know, if uh, if Drew Sanders can show he's the best player, he's going to be on the field. If Marvin Mims... Junior can show he's the best player. He's going to be out there. If uh, if Forsythe, you know, one of the, I think the fourth to last pick in the yeah. entire draft is the best player, he's going to play. And so, one, it's exciting as from a fan's perspective of, hey, what's going to happen here with some of these guys Definitely. or all across the roster in general. Mm-hmm. But then the other element to me is it's exciting for these players because, you know, you show up, you work hard and uh, you do what the coaches tell you, you're going to have a chance to make an impact. You'll get the opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. Well, an exciting weekend here. A lot of exciting things coming up. Eric, appreciate your time. You got it, Sid. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now, Broncos Country. Thanks so much for tuning in all weekend for our NFL draft coverage. I'll meet you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube next week for another episode.